Hallelujah. Let's get in the Word tonight and hallelujah. I'm going to talk about an aspect of a life of faith. And, uh, but I also want to deal with and, and just bring up what, what Dr. Savell ministered this past Sunday. And he talked about reigning and not maintaining. You know, reigning is what we are to be doing as believers. We're to be reigning in life. We are not to be under the circumstances. We're to be above the circumstances. We're not to be subject to everything that's happening in the world around us. But we should be in peace no matter what might be happening around us. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 2. And I want to talk about reigning. And we're going to get into this. But I want to establish some scriptures as it pertains to the life of faith. And like I said, this might be a different way, a message that you've heard on a life of faith. But I had some things in my heart as it pertains to things that are happening in our nation today. Things that have been going on really I mean, throughout 2020, um, so many things happened in the first six months. I heard some people say, um, you know, it it seems like the first six months of 2020 has been like a couple years. (laughs) It's just with so many things with coronavirus, different things happening. Now the things that we see with different injustices and the things that are going on in our nation. Um, But the thing thing is, as believers, we are to not be moved. Let, Let me say that again. As believers... We are not to be moved. Now, if you put yourself in the Apostle Paul's shoes, how he was imprisoned, he was shipwrecked, he was beaten multiple times because of his beliefs. Um, You know, he was uh, hated by the Romans. He was hated by the Jews. He was hated by uh, religious people. He, you you know, so, so the thing is, is everywhere he went, you know, you know, even it was even a prophet prophesied over him. And he says, pretty much everywhere you go, bonds and tribulation await you. (laughs) I mean, how would you like to have that, that, that your life is really going to be marked by a prophet that everywhere you go, bonds and afflictions await you. So the apostle Paul, yet even in all that, he said, even though all these things happen in my life, None of these things move me. I want you to say that none of these things move me. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't know what's going on. It doesn't mean that there's not times for you to stand up and speak. It just means that that as a believer, I don't take my cues from what's happening in the world. The world is not who validates me. My friends are not what validate me. Your opinion about me doesn't validate me. Your political persuasion doesn't validate me or doesn't validate you. We, we have to come to a place where we are kingdom minded people. And, and, and some of the things I might share with you, the things I'm going to share with you tonight, I want you to look at them through a kingdom mindset, not maybe the way you were, you've grown up mindset. So let's look at some scriptures. We're going to unpack this step by step. And I'm just yielding to the Holy spirit. And my heart is that I only say what the Holy Spirit wants me to say tonight. So if we look at Ephesians 2, verse 4, 
It says, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, hath he quickened us together with Christ. Man, even when we were dead in our sins, even when we were failures to God. Hallelujah. Has he quickened us together with Christ? Now that he raised us up together. He raised us up together, together. And he made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You got to see when the apostle Paul is writing this, he's not just writing to, to the, 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 the church of Philippi, but he's writing to all of humanity that would read and hear and receive this word one day. That means you and me, that means black, white, it doesn't matter what, what, what race you're talking about. It doesn't matter what political persuasion, what your, your, your financial status. He says this, even when we were dead in our sins, had he quickened us together and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. A life of faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. So in this we see God is rich in mercy. Even though we didn't deserve it. By grace are you saved through faith. Faith is the key to acquire the things that are available in God. Let me say that again. Faith is the key that acquires everything that is available in God. If you need something, you're believing for something, you're holding on to promises, everything, the key to receiving it is through faith. Faith is what lays hold of Everything that's found in God's kingdom. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. Romans 5. A life of faith. Thank you, Father. Romans 5, verse 1 and verse 2. Just doing some teaching right now. He says, therefore, being justified by faith. So how are we justified? By faith. Now, another way of looking at this word justified is accepted. Therefore, being accepted by faith. We have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom, by Jesus also, we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So just bear with me here. So by grace through faith. So everything, faith is the key to receive everything in the kingdom of God. So I'm accepted by faith. And then it says this, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I receive peace by faith. 
So I tap in to peace with God by faith. I have access by faith. So I want you to see, and I'm just, I'm just kind of laboring on this because I really truly want you to see that if there's something our world needs today, it is only going to come through faith. You're accepted by faith. You're not going to be accepted any other way than by faith. It's so interesting that we try to find acceptance by so many people, by so many things, but according to the word of God, that we receive our acceptance by faith. We're justified by faith. Peace is impossible without faith. You and I, we so often rely on a world around us to give us a semblance of peace, but it will never happen. Let me say it again. We so often, thank you, Father, you and I are so often relying on a world around us to give us a semblance of peace and it will never happen. You know, there were several from the church, Joseph, I, and, and a few others uh, went out to Crowley. They were doing a, a peaceful protest and we went out to just stand with our brothers and sisters and, and stand within our community and, and listening to different ones. Um, you know, everything was peaceful. Everything was going great, everything. And, 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 and it was fine. And I definitely applauded everyone that was over that and a part of that. But there were certain people that when they got up, they could, and they could speak, you could, you could hear the hurt. And I'm not making light of any hurt in hearts, but what I was hearing, I was hearing, I was hearing someone that needed peace. And, 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 and I'm telling you, our world is looking for some sort of semblance, some sort of something that they can lay hold of. That's going to bring peace to my mind, bring peace to my heart. That's going to steal the noise in my mind. And that's going to totally quiet everything around around us. I'm telling you that peace is not going to come apart from God because it's only going to acquire through faith in him. Hallelujah. Let's go over to verse 17. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more, they that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. Reign. Hallelujah. By one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more they that receive the abundance of grace. We just saw how do we receive grace? By faith. And the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one man Christ Jesus. Reign. See, you and I as believers, we're to be reigning in life. As Dr. Bell said, we are to be reigning, not maintaining. We aren't to be just getting by, just surviving. But we are to be reigning. What is someone that reigns? Someone that reigns is someone that lives different. Someone that reigns, they talk different. What is the word reign? It means to exercise kingly authority. So this is what you and I as kingdom people are meant to do. We are to rule and reign in this life. Romans 1.17 tells us the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. 
me ask a question. How does a person of faith live in the midst of the challenge of the world around us? Thank you, Father. See, we cannot live subjected to the forces in the norms of society. We have to live on a different level. We have to live from a different kingdom. Another thing I want you to see tonight is Christianity is not a mental or emotional journey. See, everything in our world is emotional. Everything, our, everything in our world is emotional driven. It's how do you feel? What's, what's going on? And, and hear me, I'm not making light of that. I'm talking, I'm talking to kingdom people tonight. And, and I want to tell you, we walk by faith and not by sight. Meaning, I'm walking by faith, not according to my emotions. I'm not walking according to, to what I feel because there's times that Justin feels a certain way. And you know what? And as a believer and not according to the word, I can't live according to what I feel at that moment. I can't allow my feelings to dictate the choices I make in the directions I take in the decisions I make. And as believers, we have to put a stake in the ground and say, I'm not going to live based on the society around me, the norms in society, what everyone else is saying and what everyone else is doing. Why? Because I'm meant to reign in life. And what is reigning in life all about? Reigning in life is all about living differently. It's talking differently. It's loving differently. It's speaking differently. Hallelujah. As believers, we're not allowed. We're, we're not say we're not allowed. Let me write words, Father. Like I said, it's, this Christianity isn't an emotional journey. It's a spiritual transformation. I am a spirit and I have a soul and I live in a body. But if I'm not careful, I can have a spirit live in a body and let my soul dictate my life. And when I turn on the news, when I turn on and I see people hurting and I, I see what's going, it, it's just the, the, the soul is overwhelmed with the oppression of the enemy. But the Christian, as a Christian, we aren't to live according to our emotions, driven by our emotions. But we are to be spiritually transformed, meaning I'm ruling and reigning in here. And as I rule and reign in here, I allow what's happening in my spirit man to now dictate my mind, my will and my emotions. Jesus, thank you, Father. See, we have to let the word come in and the Holy Spirit come in and bring change to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. Jesus lived life on another level. Jesus was an example of ruling and reigning. He lived different. He talked different. Let's go to John chapter 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stay with me tonight, okay? 
Hallelujah. If we're to rule and reign in life through one man, Christ Jesus, how did Jesus live? How did he reign? He lived life on a different level. He didn't live out of his emotions. Yes, Jesus had emotions. He was hungry at times. He, he was hurt when he heard about the, the death of Lazarus. He wept. He looked over Jerusalem and he wept over them because he saw them as sheep without a shepherd. But you know what? He didn't, he didn't all of a sudden just come alongside of them and just, and just, and just say, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay just to remain that way. It's okay to stay that way. You, you have a right to feel that way. Please hear me. I'm not saying, I, I, I want you to understand that as believers, we have to live from a different perspective. Okay? So Jesus had emotions. He dealt with situations. He was a man just like you and I. He had like passions like you and I. He was touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But yet, according to what John, John the Baptist is talking here in John three, it, it talks of John the Baptist in John three, verse uh, 31. It's John's writing here, right for John the Baptist talks about, I must increase, uh, uh, he must increase and I must decrease. Verse 31, he says, he that comes from above is above all. That sounds like raining to me. How about you? He that comes from above is above all. And he that is of the earth is earthly. See, he's making a distinction. There's a difference between someone that's from above and someone that's from the earth. He that comes from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly. If you're earthly means you're limited. So if you come from above, you live from an unlimited perspective. But yet he that's from the earth is earthly, natural. And read it again. He that comes from above is above all. And he that's earthly of the earth is earthly. And he speaks of the earth, meaning the person that lives from a natural perspective can only speak natural things. They, the person that's living in the natural, the person that's living by the dictates of what's going on around them, they can, the only thing they can do in battle and fight is, is with natural ways of fighting, natural ways of doing things. And what we're seeing exploding across our nation is people that are hurting, people that are desperate and, 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 are, and, and are dealing, not saying everyone is, but I'm saying only dealing things from an earthly perspective. And if you deal with things from a strictly earthly perspective, they'll always be temporary. He that comes from above is above all. And he that is the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He that comes from heaven is above all. Wow. Thank you, Father. Verse 32. And what he has seen and heard that he testifies. So this one that comes from this one that came from above. He he hath seen and heard and he testifies. So what this man, this Jesus that's come from above, he speaks things differently. He testifies of what's of a different kingdom. He testifies of what's something of greater power and greater ability. And what he has seen and heard that he testifies, but yet no man receives his testimony. Here it is. Jesus is saying, I'm giving you a different way to live and a different way to speak, but no one's receiving it. 
Verse 33, he that hath received his testimony is set to this seal that God is true. Verse 34, for he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. I want you to see for a moment, I'm I'm going to go forward in just a moment, but I want you to see about this ruling and reigning for a moment. I want you to see as kingdom minded people, see you and I, we are seated with him in heavenly places. See, we are no longer, you know, I heard that this is kind of a statement we heard years ago that, you know, uh, I'm not from here. I'm just passing through, you know, I'm not of this world, but I'm just passing through. You see, Jesus, he, he was showing us that if you're from above, you live from a different perspective. You live from a different understanding. You do things differently than the way other people do things. You speak differently than other people speak things. Hallelujah. Let's go to John 5. A life of faith is about ruling and reigning. A life of faith is about living differently than the rest of the world. John 5, verse 19. It says, Then answered Jesus, and he said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. Now, Jesus said, Wait a minute, I can't do nothing. Jesus said that I can't do anything, but what he sees the father do for whatsoever things he doeth, thee also does the son likewise. So what, what are we seeing here? Jesus lived life on another level. Rolling and reigning is not talking like the world talks. It's not speaking like the world speaks. Is not living like the world lives. You know, it's me. I said, you know, as Christians, we, we have to rise above. We have to rise above. We have to rise above. Life of faith is, is about reigning. And reigning is living differently, talking differently, speaking differently. Let's go to Galatians chapter 2. Jesus lived life on another level. Now let's look at the Apostle Paul for a moment. Galatians 2. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Galatians 2. Thank you, Father. Verse 20. Actually, verse 19, Paul says this, for I through the law am dead to the law that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Let's read that carefully. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. 
Now here we're seeing the apostle Paul and he's the very one writing in Romans and telling us that we are to rule and reign through Christ Jesus. But how are we seeing the apostle Paul live? He's living life on a different level. He's not getting in when all the social norms and, and all the, so, do you realize everything that was happening on the inside of, uh, uh, in, in the Roman government at that time? Do you understand everything that was happening in the world that time? They were killing Christian after Christian after Christian. They were taking Christians and they were hanging them as light posts in the streets of Rome. And not one time did you ever see Paul in any of his writings talk down about the Roman empire. Not one time, not one time did he talk about, he, he very rarely did he mention anything with Nero. I, I mean, the thing Nero was the one who, who beheaded him and he, and, and he talked very, very rarely about him in two thirds of the new Testament. Why? Because he lived life from a different perspective. If we're going to rule and reign and we're going to see the glory of God, we got to think on another level. We got to live on another level. We got to talk on another level. Paul said, he, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet. Not I hallelujah, but Christ lives in me and the life, which I now live in the flesh, the life I live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the son of God, meaning the life I'm living in my flesh. I'm he's not even living and basing his life on his own faith, but I'm living my life based on faith on the, on the son of God, living life on another level. Hallelujah. Thank you, father. Hallelujah. You know, as a world, as, as the world, we're so we can be so concerned with labels. What generation are you? Are you generation Y? Are you generation X? Are you a millennial? Are you a generation Z? Are you a don't know what your generation is? I mean, I mean, it, there, there's, there's so many different things. Labels, you know, well, I'm from this side of the tracks. You're from that side of the tracks. You're from this neighborhood, you're from that neighborhood. You're, well, you're, you're, you're from this nation. This was, you're, you know, we're so even, and I don't have anything against this, but you know, you know, it's like ancestry.com. We're trying to find where we came from and what's going on. And we're, we're trying to find, and, and, and we're so interested in labels and well, what part of, you know, who, who, who do you associate with? Who are your friends? Are you a part of, you know, this group or that group? And, and we're so in tune to labels and, oh, well, do you support them? Well, if you don't, you support them when you're not really a Christian. And if you support that, well, you're not really this. And, and if you're not speaking out on that, then you don't really care. And if you're, and we're trying to fit everyone into these, these pictures and these molds, but yet Paul tells us, do not be conformed to the world around us. He tells us, do not be molded. I, the, 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 I believe it's the um, Phillips translations. Do not be, do not fit into the mold around you. So, so don't, you can place whatever label you want to put on me, but you know what? I don't fit into your label. I don't fit into your mold because the mold I fit into is kingdom. That's the mold I fit into. And you say, well, I'm this and I'm that, and I'm standing for this. I'm telling you, you have to come to where we stand for Christ. Yeah. We may speak on behalf of someone else by the unction of the anointing, but we stand for and in Christ Jesus. 
So we have to understand that, 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 that labels are not what define us as, as, as believers. Well, you're a Christian. No, I, I'm, I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. Christian is not just another label. I'm, I'm in Christ. Too often we desire to associate with the world's labels instead of Christ's liberty. Let me say it again. Too often we desire to associate with the fit in with the world's labels instead of Christ's liberty. The hindrances of labels is it keeps us within a box and causes us to conform to everyone else's expectation. Let me say it again. The hindrance of labels is it keeps us within a box and causes us to conform to everyone else's expectation. And when you don't, when you don't meet that expectation, it causes you to be discouraged. So if the enemy can blind us with labels, he can hinder us from embracing true identity. If the enemy can blind us, he can hinder us from embracing our true identity. A life of faith finds its identity in Christ. And it's from that place we reign. A life of faith finds its identity in Christ. And it's from that place we reign. Go to Colossians 3. And I'll start to close with this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I believe one of the biggest causes of depression in our society today is the labels that the world tries to place on people. Because true freedom is only found in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You know, I just think of, I believe it's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. It says that the God of this world blinds the minds that believe not. Now think about it. The, the God of this world, Satan, who still is the God of this world. He blinds the minds of them that don't believe. Why? So they don't see the light of the, glory of gospel, the glorious gospel in Christ Jesus. Because see, if people can truly see the gospel of the Christ Jesus, then they can truly see their true identity. That's why the enemy wants to blind us to labels. Because if he blinds us to labels, then we'll lay aside our true identity in Christ. So how does a person, how does, how does a person of faith, how does the just live by faith? And how do we reign in faith? How do we live differently? With all the challenges that we see. How do we live? How, how do you and I live? Why, how do we wake up tomorrow and, 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 and we go to work and, 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 and we, we deal with those that are hurting around us? How do we deal with that? And how do we navigate conversations? And the, and the Lord took me to this. As I asked him that question. In Colossians 3. And this is how a life of faith. A person of faith lives. If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above 
where Christ sits on the right hand of God. See, this is this might be a touchy, touchy word right now. Are you spending more time seeking what's going on in our world right now? Or are you spending more time seeking that which is above? Because remember, that which is above is above all. And when you live from the above, then you'll, you won't speak like the rest of the world. Right? If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. The right hand of God. But remember, we're seated together with him, right? See, it's all, this is all leading to something. Uh, where, 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 where I want to go tonight. If you be risen with Christ, then seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Set your affection on things above, not on the earth. See, in your natural mind, you can't figure out everything that's going on right now. As much as you say, well, it's this person's fault. I'm pointing the blame at this person. It's the president's fault. It's that group. It's that governor. It's this one. It's that one. And you're pointing fingers at everyone who is the problem, pointing at all these situations. But I'm telling you, you don't know what the, the root of the problem is Satan. It's the God of this world. He is the root of all destruction. He's the root of all division. He's the root of all sickness. He's the root of all disease. He's the root of every stealing, bit of stealing. He's the root. He's the father of lies. So you try to point your finger at this person and that the word tells us as believers, I'm to set my affection on what's above and not on the things on the earth. So if you're spending more time on Twitter, then you're not setting your affection on things above. Plain and simple. And yeah, you can turn me off. It's okay. But what I want you to understand is, is kingdom minded people have to think differently. I, 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 you know, even as a pastor, even as a pastor, you can get all sort of input on what you should do or what you could do. And the thing is, 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 is you, you as, as a part of the church have to trust that I can hear from God. And, and just because you might have an idea doesn't mean you're right. <laughs> I'm accountable. So even it comes out, you have to set your affection on things above, not on the things on the earth. So, so this is what we, how we live as believers. Verse three, for why, why? Because you are dead. What did Paul say? <laughs> I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, not I that lives, but it's Christ that lives within me. So here I set my affection on the things above, not on the things on the earth. Why? Because you're dead. Meaning I don't find my value and I don't find my label from this world any longer. This world doesn't validate me. It doesn't strengthen me. It doesn't empower me. It doesn't equip me. Why? Because I'm dead for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Now, now listen to this. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Then what? Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil, whatever that word is. Actually, that word evil there means crime. It means wrongdoing or crime. And covetousness, which is idolatry. So what does it say? Mortify. What is mortify? It means to kill. It means to deaden. 
So what am I to do as a believer? I'm to, I'm to destroy my flesh, not physically, but I'm, I'm no longer to allow my flesh to dictate and navigate my life. I'm dead in Christ and I'm to mortify mortify the, 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 the deeds in the body. I'm to mortify. I'm to kill. The Amplify is this. So kill, deaden, deprive of power, the evil desires lurking in your members. Right now, there could be some evil desires lurking in your heart, trying to control you because everything that's going on around you, you're, you're angry, you're doing these things and, and you want to do something. But I'm telling you, that's why as believers, we have to step back. Wait a minute. I'm from above and I need to mortify I need to deaden what's going on. Why? Because I, I, I'm from above. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse six says, for which things sake, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Wow. I thought, I thought wrath was already taken care of. Hmm. For the which sakes, the wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience. This isn't God striking anyone down because they're doing anything wrong. I want you to see this and hear this is when you're living according to the natural, you open yourself up to the things that happen in the world. It's not God pouring sickness on you. That's not what it's talking about here. It's when you don't mortify your deeds, when you don't do those certain things, you open yourself up to what's in the world. Verse seven says in the, which you also walked some time when you lived in them, but now you also put off all these, put off all these. So not only to mortify, but now it tells us to put off something. Put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. So I'm telling you, if there's things that have been coming out of your mouth lately that ought not to be, if there's anger coming out of your mouth, there's some things that you and I need to put off. Verse nine, lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. And that put on the new man. So we put off the old man. We put off the anger. We put off all those things. And what does it tell us to do? Put on the new man. Which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Then look at verse 11. Where there's neither Greek nor Jew. Circumcision or uncircumcision. Barbarian, Scythian, bond or free. For Christ is all and in all. Amplified says, in this new creation, all distinctions vanish. There's no room for, and there can be neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, nor difference between nation, whether alien, barbarian, Scythians, who are the most savage of all, nor slave or free man. But Christ is all in all, everything and everywhere to all men without distinction of person. You see, if you look at our world today, There's so many distinctions. People are so many distinctions, but we're what we are to kill those things within us that ought not be. 
We're to put away the anger, put away the blessing, put away the evil communication. And we're to, we're to put on the new man. We're to put on Christ. We're to put on his presence. We're to put on his nature. We're to put on his character. Why? Because we are all one in him. There's no difference. Doesn't matter what, what your race, what your color of your skin is to me. We are one in Christ Jesus. And as believers, we are to put off the old man, put on the new man. Why? Because we're all one in Christ Jesus. Then verse 12 tells us this, put on therefore. So we put something else on. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. And above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you're called in one body and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in wisdom and teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual song. Sing with grace in your hearts to the Lord and whatsoever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the father. I want you to hear me tonight. There's no di- difference in any one of us. We're all one in Christ Jesus. And what are we to do? We are to put on mercy. Put on kindness, put on humility. And what are we to put on? Put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Now, bear with me. I want want to read this in the Passion Translation. The first part of chapter three and then the last part. It says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why why we are to yearn For all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts and heavenly realities and not with the distinctions of the natural realm. The distinctions of the natural realm. Hallelujah. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed for you are now one with him in glory. Now let's look at verse 14. You are always and dearly loved by God. So robe yourself with virtues of God. Since you have been divinely chosen to be holy, be merciful as you endeavor to understand others. And be compassionate, showing kindness towards all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Now hear this. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others. We need to understand each other. Be compassionate one another, showing kindness towards one another. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Tolerate the weakness of those in the family of faith. Forgiving one another in the same way you've been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release this same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Love become the mark of true maturity. 
Let your heart always be guided by the peace of the anointed one who called you to peace as part of his one body and always be thankful. Let the word of Christ live in you richly, flooded you with all wisdom. Apply the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with psalms, with festival praises and with prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the spirit. So sing to God with all your hearts. Let every activity of your lives and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of the Lord Jesus, the anointed one, and bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. We are from above. We are seated with him in heavenly places. We don't live like the rest of the world. We don't speak like the rest of the world and we don't love like the rest of the world. You and I, we are from above. Let's be examples of our heavenly father. Let's be examples of the anointing. Let's be examples. Let's be examples of the peace of God. Let's be examples of the power of God. I believe that we're stepping into personal revival. I believe we're stepping into corporate revival. And I believe we're stepping into a community awakening. But I believe personal revival comes when we set our affection on things above. We set our affection on him. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for the challenge that it brings us. I thank you, Father, that we take a step back and we look at our own lives. And I thank you, Father, that you revealed to us things that we need to mortify in us. our carnal nature, our fleshly nature. That those things that those evil desires in our hearts that that we we push those things to our side, but we push those things aside and and we choose to put on that new man. That new man that was born to rule and reign with you. That that new man that 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 is is that stands in the anointing that new man That is called righteous. That new man that's called holy. And Father, we put on love. We put on meekness. We put on humility. And Father, we put on that love that is the perfect bond of unity. Thank you, Father, for causing us to grow up into all things. Causing us to be conformed to the image of your son. Let this be a house of faith. Prayer, a place of glory and a people of influence. Because as a body. As a church family. We rule and we reign. We live like Jesus lived. We live like Paul lived. Nevertheless, not I, 
that lives, but it's Christ that lives within us. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I thank you for the love of God to flow out of us and into those we work with. That the love of God would flow out of us and into the lives of those around us. That your love would abound more and more. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. You receive this word tonight. It was a challenging word, but I believe it's something that that we have to press into as believers. Because it, 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 it's, it's what we need to be. We need to be that voice in the earth that brings change. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.